Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future directly into your motherfucking mind. <laughs> That's right, everybody. You know what that laugh means. You know it's time for another episode of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast, episode 3420. Happy 420, everybody. Um, I hope everybody's as smoked out as I am. You know on 420, you gotta wake up and get smoked out you know what i'm saying you got to smoke yourself like some smoked meats right you got to smoke your body meats you got to smoke your brain meats uh you got to smoke your soul meats into the gates of heaven now getting so fucking high that you're going up to heaven now um Wow, I'm just really enjoying myself today. One of my favorite days, just because I love weed so much. You know, it's like National Weed World Weed Day. And I uh, hope everybody across the globe is uh, is is just lavishing themselves in the magical powers that marijuana can provide to your life and your brain. Because that is has always made the difference for me. That's always made me be the ghost shrimp. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. We got a juice. Yes. Episode for you today. We got some listener questions. A lot of people ask me questions about getting your work out there, um, figuring out how to get the kind of work you want to do. Um, so we have uh, uh, like three questions, three listener questions about that, and uh, we're going to dig into it, but uh, first we'll catch up a little bit um, this past week. Hope everybody enjoyed the last episode um, talking about the homesteading lifestyle. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's wacky, it's fun. Um, but you know, when you have a dream inside your head, you got to go pursue that. That's how you become the person you want to be. That's how you get your superpowers. That's how you're meant to navigate life by following your dreams. That's your compass, your intuition, aligning up with your goals, your dreams. Boom! That's how you get to where you want to go. You don't even know where you want to go, but you know how to get there. And that's the beauty of it. It's actually very simple. It's so simple, most people overlook it, right? That's how simple it is. Um, so, uh, and then we, of course, had the Will Ferrell Dream Podcast, which was insane because I seriously had that dream the same day. Like, I had that dream last Thursday morning, and then that night... Will Ferrell was in a serious car accident. So that's pretty damn spooky. I had no idea till I was till I cut that little bonus extra uh podcast uh about the about the dream and then I was just double checking how to spell his name and I saw those news stories come up and I was like no way and then I checked the date that it was and I was like no way. So I totally had a premonition of Will Ferrell 
being Will Ferrell. You know what I'm saying? I knew that he was being Will Ferrell, and it came true, and he was in that car accident. <laughs> That's how the world works in magical, mysterious ways. You know what I'm talking about, because I'm singing on a motherfucking podcast. High as fuck. Uh, you know I got my trusty cup of coffee up in it. Mm! So delicious, so nutritious for your mind. Coffee always gets you jumping up. I love the combination of smoking some weed and drinking some coffee. You know what I'm saying? that That's a magical combination. It takes you all over the world in one you can sit at one place and it'll take you all over the world. Um, let's see what else. New work I've been working on. Uh, about to about to share some of this stuff uh, on the with in the behind the foreskin minisodes. Um, if anybody hasn't seen the first episode of Behind the Foreskin with Go Shrimp, go to YouTube.com/slash/GoShrimpGlobal right now, and you can see the first full length. 25 minute uncut behind the foreskin with go shrimp um and it's all uh, it covers the creation of the saraswati piece and the bonus uh personal skull face piece that i was working on um and uh yeah just a lot of time lapse uh people always asking me to share my process so this is me coming through in a big way taking you so deep that you can probably hardly stand it um really showing you uh my process and talking about my process and and having fun with it um so uh the first episode is out there and then of course the first episode was comprised of about eight minisodes um, that were all posted up uh, in real time on the Patreon page, patreon.com slash ghostshrimp. And um, I'm about to put up a new minisode uh, of, the, of these new projects I've been working on. Um, I'm doing a beer label for the uh, Norway Beer Company in Norway, Maine. Um, some homies from back in the day hit me up to do a beer label, so that's super cool. Um, it's called Inglorious Bastard, the name of the brew that I'm going to be illustrating. And so we kicked out some ideas and we settled on one that is jumping off from the final scene of the movie, which is going to be really fun and uh, really funny. And um, and then uh, so I'm going to be sharing that. I made some progress on that drawing already. And then I just today uh, locked in that I'm going to be speaking at, um, let's see, this animation studio in Boston called Black Math. Uh, and they do a lot of cool animation um, for commercials and whatnot. And um, I'm going to be they're They're having a really cool sounding uh, office party. And they're having me come down and do a talk before the party. So that's going to be really fun. And then as part of that event, um, they're also hiring me to make a commemorative shirt. So I'm doing a sick shirt design. 
um, that's going to be really funny. He kicked the dude. The dude is a uh, uh, shout out to the homie Jeremy, who's the creative director over there. He uh, he hit me up. He's fucking a homesteading dude up in Maine. Um, lots of parallels between our lifestyles. And he runs this animation studio down in Boston. And um, he kicked me out the idea for the shirt. And uh, it's just super hilarious. And uh, I'll talk about that. I'll share that as well. So, um, lots of fun projects on the desk. Two more illustrations for that ass. So the the behind the foreskin saga continues, taking you deep inside my creative process. Um, so if people are interested in that, you can you can link up on the Patreon page. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, you know, of course, once these projects are finished, we'll make episode two of behind the foreskin and that'll be the the whole thing compiled the in-depth look so i'm very excited about this kind of new thing as i've shared uh on 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 in in the past um (laughs) it's uh it's really helped me focus um you know documenting my work has really kind of ratcheted my focus up another notch and just just give me a whole nother layer to think about in a really inspirational way so i've been really enjoying that and it's been really kind of uh created that positive pressure um you know uh to to just keep uh tracking down great projects to work on and um i've been really uh really having a fun time with it so that shit is dope um all right well i think that's about it uh let's jump into these motherfucking questions oh we got one new patron we had we had that crazy flood of patrons last week um we had like fucking 10 plus patrons join last week and uh, a bunch of new two dollar contributors and uh, this week we have one uh contri- new contributor and it is erica oh let's do it right erica melhos i don't know if i'm saying that right this is the homie from back in the day at Norway, uh, uh, brewing, uh, or Norway beer. What is it? Norway beer co Norway. I should probably know since I'm working for her. I know. I just don't know. Um, but, uh, but, um, I don't know how to say her last name. So, uh, Erica Melhus, I'm sure she'll correct me. Um, she is my client for, uh, for this project and she's a contributor to the podcast. Shout out. So, uh, welcome Erica. It's gonna be funny for you to, uh, witness the behind the scenes. You'll be like the first client to witness the, the behind the scenes as it happens. So that's a little strange, but, uh, but that's what we like. We like it strange. We like it weird. So that's pretty cool. Um, all right. I think that's good. Let's jump into this uh, this little podcast theme song with my man A Wall One. All right, here we are with some listener questions. All right, let's see which one were we going to start with here. 
Uh, okay. All right, my man, Hunter Benko, hit me up with uh, some juicy-ass questions here on the website. Um, so my first question was about aliases. How do you focus down on one you really like? Um, aliases, um, well, I'll tell you that the, you know, I think they kind of have to happen organically. I think it's something that, you know, you, if, if something catches in your mind, I think if it's like, you can't try too hard to, to come up with a cool alias. I think, you know, some of the best ones are if someone gives you a name, like when people come to Ghost Scout training camp, everybody gets a code name. And I think that's really fun because a lot of them end up using them like in their social media and some of them even use them, you know, I don't actually, does anybody use it as their actual art moniker? I don't know if anybody does. I'm trying to think. Um, but but a lot of people use them in their social media. But to come up with a cool art moniker, you know, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you how Ghost Shrimp came about because when I was in college, I was working at Petco. Uh, I would go home for winter break. I would go home for summer break. And I would work at Petco um, in New Hampshire, where my parents lived. And I worked in the fish and reptile department. And I had uh, like a sick setup. Allegedly, I would borrow a lot of stuff from Petco um, when I worked there. And uh, I had this sick setup. I got a 72-gallon Bowfront uh, tank, which is a curved front aquarium. And I filled it with live plants and all these rocks and shit. It's just fresh water. Um, but uh, all these living plants. And then I got all these different color spotlights. You could suction cup around the tank and would be all lit up at night. And like, you know, those, you know, they got different kind of aerating devices and shit in there. Two big filters on there. And I uh, had some really cool fish in there. I would get some weird fish like butterfly fish and elephant fish. And I had a giant ass placo. I got a placostomus that was like, I don't know, maybe like six inches long. But then it, 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 I had it for a long time and it got like a foot and a half long. It was fucking gigantic and dangerous because they're all armored. They're those ones that suck on the side of the tank and, and eat all the algae. And they're armored and spiked because they just sit there. So they got to be all protected up. And, uh, and, and that thing, when it got real big was strong, man, that could, that thing could fuck you up if you reached in there and it was thrashing. If it was, that thing was fucking thrashing on you, your shit would be fucking real thrashed up. So you, you know, you had to watch out for that. Uh, I had a big ass catfish in there that I think was about a foot long, um, that grew to that size. I had a bunch of different fish through there through the years, you know, cause some fish fuck each other up and some fish die or whatever, but I had this for years. And, um, at one point, a, what is actually called the glass shrimp came in, in a bag of fish to the fish department. And, um, the, the street term is ghost shrimp, but actually a real ghost shrimp is like this weird kind of bulbous shrimp that lives underneath the sand at the ocean. Um, and I mean, I guess they all live in the ocean. These, these, no, well, not all of them. This is a freshwater one. Okay. So the, the, if you Google a ghost shrimp, you'll see two kinds of shrimp. One is like a milky white globulous one that lives under the sand in the saltwater ocean. And is there a freshwater ocean? I don't know. Um, and, uh, and, and then the other kind is a clear little shrimp 
where you can see its organs and shit. And that is actually called a glass shrimp, but it's also called a ghost shrimp. So, short story long. That's, that's what the name of this show's podcast should be. Short story long and repetitive with ghost shrimp. Um, but uh, this, 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 this ghost shrimp came in, and I was like, oh, shit, this is pretty cool. Can I take this home? And they're like, yeah, whatever. Or maybe I didn't even ask. Maybe I just allegedly borrowed it. And uh, I took it back and put it in this dope-ass tank with all these giant fish. And I thought, this thing probably is not going to survive that long. But I'll put it in there anyway. And they it, it, it just disappeared. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, shit, maybe it got eaten. But then from, it would just show up. It was a ghost shrimp style. It would just show up. And that shit was living under the rocks. It would... You know, I didn't know where it went, but it clearly disappeared and went under the rocks because I'd look all around and I couldn't see it. So it's living underground and it stayed alive for years inside this fish tank full of all these crazy predatory fish that would love to eat it. But it was like this stealth ass ninja living this fucking underground lifestyle, the most interesting organism in the fish tank, right? The most different, unique, interesting organism in that fish tank in a lot of ways. The smallest and just so stealth and it lived for years eventually it must have got eaten because eventually it did disappear but it lived for years and i thought wow that thing is fucking badass so i don't even know what made that translate over in uh i don't remember the exact point that it ended up in the sketchbook but i started messing around with different just funny words like i would just use the word goose like i'd just write the word goose in a lot of drawings in college right and I think I actually thought that maybe goose would just be like maybe a moniker. And in that same way, I was putting ghost shrimp into some things. I remember the first time I officially, officially used it was like I made my first zine comic called The Study of Forward Motion. Um, that was like a couple stories I had done in the Static Fish. I've talked about that before, that the Pratt-funded school comic that me and, and Ron Wimberly and Joe Como and shout out to the homie Matt Hollister up in that. Um, he's going to get on the pod. Shout out Julian Lytle was up in there. Um, Ron's super homie. And uh, many others, you know, many others. For Garage Trojo. I forget all the homies, man. I forget everybody in it. But, but mad people were in it, killing it. And uh, my my first comic was just a zine of collected short stories that I had done in there. And um, when I put that out, it was Go Shrimp Press. And I think that was the first time that it for real officially ended up on something. Um, and uh, And then I don't know why I just kept using it. But like people were like, what is that? Like it just intrigued people. And I think the thing you want to create or the thing that I've always wanted to create, you know, I've talked about, I had an insight early on with my work that was like, there was a voice, an alien voice, an alien, supernatural, spooky voice from the forest spoke to me and said, the weirder your work is, the more people are going to love it. Right. And so I've always been interested in trying to create mystery and intrigue in that way with my work and sometimes you'll just do something and you won't even realize what you're doing but other people will start to react to it and that's the best having things happen organically is the best way for things to happen 
Um, you know, because if you try to think about something too much or force something, it's just not going to be the same. It's not going to, you know, it, 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 when something has a special magic mojo on its own, that's exactly what you want. Um, so that's where my name came from. And I just kept using it. Like I tell people sometimes, like if I was going to pick a cool name, <laughs> I don't know if it would be ghost shrimp. Like I love ghost shrimp. <laughs> But like, it's a weird name. Like, it's weird. It's strange. Like, I, I like sometimes I like shrimp, you know, but I'm not like the biggest fan of shrimp. I do love ghosts. Um, you know, I don't know. It's a spooky, weird name. And, uh, you know, but I'd be like ghost shark or or fucking grouse lord. Uh, you know, I, I, you know, I don't know if I would pick ghost shrimp, but it sort of just picked me. So we picked each other and that's the best way, you know, just like my last name bandit, right? Like, like, I don't even know where I decided that I was going to change my last name to bandit. Right. But like, I was like, when I get married, I'm gonna change my last name to bandit. And this was even before I met my wife. I was just like, I'm gonna change my last name to bandit, you know, start this new family legacy. Like it, it just made sense. It's just something clicks, you know, like. And well, I guess those are two different things, right? Because one was like, it came to me and like other people just were like, oh, that's crazy. And then the other one was just like, I thought like, oh, this would be so cool. This would be so rad to be fucking the bandit family, right? And so that, I guess that's a sort of different thing, but it comes from the same place, just this organic thing that happens and then something start to click with it. And you're like, yeah, all right, cool. Um, so that's where my name Goshram came from. And, um, you know, so I don't know, I, I think you just got to let it happen organically and, but always just come from something personal with you and something cool, something that resonates with your life. Like something about that weird ninja, tiny fucking shrimp, just living in there low key under the radar, doing its own thing like that resonated with me. So, so that made sense that that became the embodiment of where I was going with it. All right. We'll try not to spend 45 minutes on one line of a question today. Uh, my next question is how do you keep, how do you keep the fun still in the art you're doing? Oh, that's an easy one. Again, like my, if you guys haven't picked up yet, my approach is super simple um, to everything because I'm super, I'm like simple minded person. I'm a dumb dumb. Um, if I don't keep it simple, I get lost in the details. Uh, you know, I lose track of shit. I have to keep it simple. You know what I'm saying? So keeping it fun just means working on stuff you want to work on. Just means thinking up the funnest shit. If you're bored with something, stop doing it. Um, the key to, you know, having a great career is to only do the drawings that you are enjoying doing that interest you that, that are, are, are connected to your passions in life that are, um, you know, that are personal to you. Those are when you, when you keep everything in your work like that, like, why did you sit down drawing in the first place? That's why, right? So if you boil it down and keep it at that level all the time, even when you're getting hired for work, right? Like, think about it this way. If you never draw something you're not interested in, if you only draw things that you are super interested in, you'll always be having fun with what you're drawing, right? It's that simple. So if something comes in that's not interesting you, pass on it. Don't take that job. You know, or take the job, but tell them, hey, this is how I can make it fun for me. This is my take on it. I'll do it this way if you want me to do it. Because if someone's coming to you, they should want you to do the thing you want to do, right? Otherwise, it doesn't make sense, you know, in my opinion. There are people out there who just are technicians who are a hired hand. But for me, 
and to have fun with it, to me, you got to be a hired mind as well. You got to be a hired personality. You got to be a hired brand. That's why you always want to build your brand, right? That's the idea behind the Go Shrimp name, behind right off the bat, people know this dude's coming from another dimension. This dude's coming from an alien world. This guy's coming from another place. This guy wasn't born on the planet Earth, obviously, right? So when people know that right off the bat, and then they look at my work, and my work is coming from another dimension. My work is something that is unique to me, right? Then they see that and I'm pulling him into my world and they go, oh shit, we want something from this guy. We're stepping into his world. They're stepping into my domain. I'm not being pulled into their world. They're being welcomed into my world and we're playing together in here. We're having some fun. We're creating a great project together, you know, and then they're welcome to come back anytime they want. But it's always, you are... It's your voice as an artist that is the most important thing, you know, and it's not and and to be to to it's not it's not a selfish thing. It's not a narcissistic thing. It's not on that level at all. OK, part of the part of the challenge of being a professional is that you can do that, but also 100 percent satisfy what the client is looking for. Right. What I say is I'm always trying to trick people into paying me to do the drawings that I want to do. Right. And part of that is always doing work that you want to do and get paid to do more of. Right. Because then if they're never going to get confused, they're never going to see something you did that you didn't enjoy doing and expect you to do more of that. Right. They're only going to see what you're doing and the stuff that you love doing, and they're just going to hire you to do more of that. You know what I'm saying? So you're always in charge. Sometimes people, I think, get intimidated by the fact that they're going into business, that they are working for clients, and they feel like they are beholden to the clients for something, but they're not. The client's coming to you for your service, right? And you're going to provide a high-quality service to them. You're going to provide a professional service to them, but they're coming to you to provide your personal service, right? So you need to figure out what that is up front, right? Or at least be in the process of it because it's always evolving, right? Like I don't, I, I'm not doing exactly the same stuff I did when I'm, when I, when I started out, right? It's an evolving process. This is an evolving voice. So you always want to be, uh, you know, saying, is this fun for me? Um, if you're having fun on that piece of paper, making 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 fun discoveries, right? Sit down and challenging yourself to always make the best piece that you can make, right? You guys hear me say this stuff all the time. It's very simple and it's fundamental shit. But if you always stick to it, you'll never go wrong. It's only when you go wrong when you go, ah, oh, this is kind of tempting to like take this job because like it's a little high profile and it's a little high paying and you know that that's good. But like, trust me, it's like, it's, it's a waste of your time because it's a sidetrack. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you don't date someone because they're high profile and it's going to look good for you, right? Unless you're like, you know, uh, fucking, unless you're, unless you're, unless you're, unless you're leading your life with your baggage, you know what I'm saying? You go out with someone because you love them, because you want to spend time with them, because it's fun to be around them, right? It's the same thing with your work. It's the same principles to having fun as a human being and being alive on the planet earth, on this hollow flat earth. You know what I'm saying? Um... All right, next question. Like, I feel like I've been learning a lot about design. I feel like just, I feel like just keep all these rules in check. Uh, I don't know if I understand this. Uh, let me, let me backtrack. My next question is how do you keep the fun still in the art you're doing? Like, I feel like I've been learning a lot about design. 
I feel like just keeping all those rules in check that I lose some sort of the fun and creativeness to design and designing and drawing. Uh, I was wondering if you ever had this happen to you. If not, what's the process to keep the enthusiasm up and doing an art piece or just or just make sure that you balance the fun with the work? Yeah, so I mean, I just answered most of that. <laughs> I jumped in to like only answer the first part of the question. But I think I thoroughly answered the whole part of the question. Um, no, it really never happened to me because I, I really never, ever took a job that I wasn't excited about. You know, it was as simple as that. And I know that that sounds far-fetched to people, but I swear to God, um, you can, you can, you know, I mean, I mean, you know, my friends can attest. It's just, you know, if you've, if you follow my career, um, you know, I, my, my mission from the beginning was to keep my low, my, my overhead as low as possible. Um, you know, I moved away from the city. I moved back to new England. Um, I quickly got into living in rural new England where things are cheaper. And I started, you know, living in a cabin that I was building myself, which was, a which was, you know, I could build as I went along and keep it cheap. And then, you know, when I did get a huge payday going out to LA, I saved up that money and invested in the land that I live on now and keeping the overhead super low by buying super raw, just wilderness land and then developing it myself and building a house from scratch as we go. So my whole philosophy from the beginning has been to keep my overhead as low as possible so that I could keep my creativity and my my choice of what I worked on as high as possible because I recognize right away that that was my goal as an artist, you know, that should be, I mean, I'm not going to tell you what your goal should be, right? It's very easy for me to tell you what to think, but really I'm always, and if I do say that, if I slip into that, I'm really just saying, in my opinion, what worked for me is this and this and that, right? Um, but to me, that was a smart strategy because, you know, that just always, it didn't put the pressure on me that I had to take, I had to make a certain amount of money, or I had to, you know, I, I just had to make a very basic amount of money. You know, I was splitting splitting apartments in in in, in New Hampshire with girlfriends for three four hundred dollars a month, um, you know, and uh, and 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 spending thirty dollars a week on food, you know, cooking my own meals. Uh, you can live very cheaply, riding my bike everywhere. Uh, you know, up to, up till I up till I moved to Vermont, I didn't even own a car. You know, I rode my bike everywhere, rain, snow. Uh, all through the winter, rode my bike everywhere, ride 10 miles through the snow, um, all that. It sounds ridiculous, but I'm a ridiculous human being. You know, I like pushing it. I am the ghost shrimp. I am the different organism. I'm doing my own thing, right? So if it does sound improbable to you, it's because I made improbable choices along the way. And, you know, a lot of the times people are probably looking at me like, yo, this dude is fucking tripping. What is this guy thinking? But, you know, um, I've always just, like I said, been following the compass of my intuition. And, uh, and, and when it works, I build on that. When it doesn't work, I redirect. You know, it's as simple as that. Um, what you have to understand is you make a decision. You have to set your course on a mission, okay? You set yourself on a mission. My mission was to be, it was to get paid to draw what I wanted to draw in my life, right? And do it on my terms, right? Sit around, listen to hip hop, listen to audiobooks, now listen to podcasts, smoke weed every day, you know what I'm saying? Live where I wanted to live, which is in the woods, and fucking draw drawings, draw the drawings that I wanted to draw. That was the dopest life that I could think up, you know, when I was coming out of high school, realizing that I was the master of my own destiny now. You know, going to college, being lucky enough to sneak into college, barely making it through fucking high school, 
Um, you know, y'all, y'all know the story from episode 10. Um, but what you have to understand is you set yourself on the mission. Okay. That nothing is going to stop you. Okay. That is you, you decide this is going to be my mission to be a professional visual artist and nothing is going to stop me. So nothing could stop me from accomplishing that goal because no matter what came up ahead of me, I went around it. I went under it. I went over it. I figured out a way to keep going, you know, I eliminated the obstacles. I thought about it. I minimized the setbacks. I minimized the obstacles ahead of time. And when they came at me, I worked my way around them. Okay. Plan B was not an option. Plan B is a trap. Plan B means you gave up. Okay. That's what plan B is that you gave up on plan A because it wasn't, because it was too hard. Right. There was lots of times where I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I'm saying? When I built my first cabin up in New Hampshire, I had no idea what I was doing. I was very discouraged at times. You know, I was just starting my career. I was like, what the fuck am I doing on this mountain in the middle of the woods in New Hampshire alone building this cabin? Why the fuck am I doing this? How, what does this have to do with my art career? But it had everything to do with my art career, as you can see now looking back, right? That was adventure time, right? I was building a fort to live in the woods with my dog before I got hired to work on Adventure Time, okay? Because I was working magic, right? Life is a magical enterprise. Life is 100% magical, okay? You can explain it in a scientific way. You can explain it in a religious way. You can explain it and you can try to explain it in any way you want. I don't understand why people feel like they have to pick one or another. These are all just ways of trying to explain something that is unexplainable to you because life is an infinite mystery. You know what I'm saying? But it is magical and you need to figure out what your magic is, what your superpowers are, how you connect to the magic of your life, right? When you do that, you start following that compass you're going to go through the discovery process to get to who you want to be and what you want to be doing. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, I mean, that all comes back to just to say that, you know, you, you're you saying you're getting caught up in the rules of design and shit like that. Whose rules are they, man? Whose rules are they? Why are you listening to them, you know? I'm I'm blessed that from an early age, my one talent in life is to be uh, allergic to rules, right? I didn't like the rules. I had to stay back in kindergarten because I didn't like the rules. I had a assigned seat on the bus in my second year of kindergarten. I had to sit in the front seat. It said Dan James above the seat. It was printed out with one of those label guns. My, I had to sit next to the handicapped girl in the front seat. Shout out to Car Carmel. You know what I'm saying? The handicapped girl, I sat in, I sat me and her in the front of the bus because I did not want to obey the rules. You know what I'm saying? So why are you following the rules? If they're jamming you up, fuck those rules. Okay? The rules do not apply to you. You decide which rules apply to you based on where you want to be in your life. You know what I'm saying? You go out and hide out in the woods and live out in the woods. You know what I'm saying? Like my man Tight Jeans Mocklinson threatened to do if his parents made him stop smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? He said, Phew. You stop, you make me stop smoking weed. You take me out of college. I'm gonna go live in the woods like a savage man. You know what I'm saying? Not like a. Not, I'm not calling natives savages. Don't get up in arms about that shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna live like a wild animal. That's what you gotta do. You know, when the rules come at you, you say I don't agree with these rules. 
and you discard them, you know, so fuck that shit. Um, all right, let's see. Sorry about the, all right, that's about it. Cool. All right. Well, one message, one, one set of, one set of questions down. How deep are we in? Hey, we're about 20 minutes to half an hour into the podcast. All right. We're not doing too bad. All right. Let's jump into some more. Um, so yeah, but shout out to Hunter Benko for the dope questions. Um, hopefully I answered them. I think I did. I'm high as a motherfucker, so it's hard to tell. Plus, when I'm talking on the podcast, I, I black out and I don't even remember what I say. Sometimes I listen back and I'm like, God damn, I'm just repeating myself. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, I hit another dimension. I got some good new stuff in there. So hopefully it's always a mix of both. You know what I'm saying? Of course, I'm going to be saying some of the same things, but hopefully I'm adding in new stuff. Hopefully I'm keeping it hype. I'm at least keeping it fresh. It's always coming. You know what I'm saying? It's always coming off the dome. It's always coming from the heart. So hopefully it's always hitting somewhere. Um, and, uh, let's see on my, on the, on the Patreon, my man, Shambay Wright, Shambay Wright, uh, was asking some questions about homesteading, um, from last time that I didn't, I I answered some of it. Um, but, uh, but we'll, we'll stick to the second part of his question or her question, Shambay, 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 interdimensional being. Um, how, uh, number two, how to drum up new work. I'm not at the place where people always come to me asking for what I got. I have to go seek out most slash all illustration jobs. How do you, how do I get more work that inspires me? And I think the, the, the other question is also related to this. And a lot of people ask me this question. This is a very common question, right? Like, and again, comes back to what we were just talking about building off the last answer. Number one, you start with the base of figuring out exactly what you're interested in working on based on your life, right? One of the things that we try to build up starting right off the bat in the workshop, personal mythology, okay? Pulling from your dreams, from the weirdest personal experiences that you've had in your life, from the shit that only you would think about, from the shit that makes you you, all your interests, all your interests amalgamated, right? Like mashed together, like like finding new combinations of the things that you think are the coolest things in the world, right? Your personal mythology, continuing to develop that, diving into that, you know, having fun with it when you are in there trying to always make your best work, pulling from your personal mythology, pushing for those breakthroughs, you know, not just not just settling for a good drawing, but erasing that, erasing that, pushing forward to make a great drawing, you know, and making those breakthroughs, searching, being addicted to making those breakthroughs, you know, being addicted to making those breakthroughs. That's the base of setting up your voice as an artist, your brand as an artist, right? Having fun with the branding, getting creative with the branding with it, you know, coming up with that wacky moniker, making some wacky videos, putting on a persona if you want, or just enhancing your own persona or just being yourself, whatever makes sense to you, you know, um, or letting your work speak for itself, whatever you're comfortable with. You know what I'm saying? But I would suggest, I think that do more to brand your work than just put your work out there. I think part of getting recognized, part of standing out, you know what I'm saying? Part of having that illustration work come to you is creating that very unique product, that high-level product, right? That that high-level conceptual, high-level technical, high-technical-level, high-conceptual-level product, a unique product because you're pulling from that personal mythology, right? When you're trying to get paid for it, it's a business now, 
Okay, so you're trying to set yourself aside in the marketplace, differentiate yourself in the marketplace. It's easier than ever to get your work out there now with all the social media. It's easier than ever to get seen by, by people, but it's harder than ever to get really recognized and, and, and remembered and shared, right? So you have to rise above it. So maybe don't, if you see everybody doing the the Daredevil drawings, the Iron Man drawings, the pop culture Star Wars drawings, you see everybody doing that, maybe don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Maybe go a different direction. You know, my, my philosophy is when everybody's going one way, I'm like, what's over there? What's in the other direction? What are people missing here? What, what do I want to go out and discover for myself? Make a personal discovery about something. You know what I'm saying? So... Finding a way to creatively market your work, you know, being true to your work, finding funny ways to to promote your work beyond your work, making funny videos, making making clay characters of your work, making paper cutouts of your work, stop motion stuff of your work, whatever, you know, uh, for me, it's always been making funny videos, you know, putting on my persona, um, being, letting my, letting my energy, letting my hype energy loose. Um, you know, that's always been, uh, you know, my creative marketing shit, making up a bunch of wacky stories, my Gosha persona. I started out making up a bunch of outlandish stories. And then because of that, I lived a, I've lived a completely outlandish life. And then, you know, it's like, and then, and then fucking, and then I just start talking about my outlandish life. It's all come full circle. Now I just speak about what's really going on in my life and people think it's made up because it's so wacky. So find ways to creatively brand yourself, but it always has to start with the shit that's fun for you and the shit that is unique to you. And then just really drilling it, practicing it until you really get it to that high technical level. And when you don't have paid work coming in, working like hell to create work that you love to put out there to catch people's eye, you know, work on more than one project at once, um, rotate them out to be more productive. If you want, that's a trick that I use that I've been talking about in my, I was showcasing in my last behind the foreskin episode. Mm. No, I got to take a fresh sip of this water, refresh that palate. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, those are the, I think those are the things you got to do. You know, you got to really work to have a unique voice. Um, I think that's the way you get when, when, when you try to do things that other, I, I had, okay, let's put it this way. I had a teacher in college, um, that, that, that told me, you know, I was doing some different styles and, and experimenting. I've, I've said this before on the pod, experimenting with some different styles. And he said, you know, when you do this, when you do that, uh, it's cool, but other people do that better than you. You know what I'm saying? But he said, when you do this, when you do your thing, nobody does that better than you. That's your shit. You know what I'm saying? I want to see you do more of this. So shout out to Rudy Gutierrez, who's an incredible illustrator. Um, he told me that, and that resonated with me big time. And it took a, it took a little while for it to fully set in, you know, because I went out and started my career and was sort of messing around with some different styles and stuff. Still marketing different styles, um, but again, you know, wasn't getting wasn't getting any bites on that shit. What I was getting bites and interest in was when I did my own shit, when I went weird with it, when I took it deep. When I was true to myself, you know what I'm saying? 
like my wife with this behind the foreskin shit, she's like, that's gross. You shouldn't call it that. I'm like, yo, that's on brand for me though. And she's like, that's true. That is on brand for you. Right? <laughs> turning, turning what was, what was when I was a teenager, something I was ashamed of, right? Being uncircumcised, almost circumcising myself twice with scissors as a kid, right? As a teenager, turn that around, use that behind the foreskin as power. All right. That's what magic is. Okay. If you get into ritual magic, okay, it's, Doing things like that, using things that are, I, I should say, I don't have a great understanding of, of ritual magic, so I'll, I'll, I'll back off that statement a little bit. But I think, from what I do understand about it, we'll have to cross-reference this with my man Foam Breeze and my man Andrew Greenstone. We have to get him on for some Foam Magic episodes, uh, some super superstitious episodes coming up. But uh, from what I understand of 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 that magic is you're 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 looking for those coincidences, right? You're looking for that for those overlaps, for those meaningful things to use them in, 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 in your practices, right? So using that, using the things that are from your past and deeply intertwined with who you are, uh, and, and your being, you know, uh, your personality, things that shape your personality, showcasing that, right? A lot of people might see behind the foreskin and go, I don't want anything to do with that. But, you know, some people are going to go, yo, what is that? Yo, I fuck with that. Yo, what's this dude doing something else, right? I know I'm the only person with the behind the foreskin episodes. You know what I'm saying? So not being afraid to be yourself is a big part of being successful, I think. You know, if you go out there and you be yourself and you enhance the parts of yourself that are interesting and that are that you try different things out, that are true to yourself and you see what's catching with people, right? And you see what's resonating and you you double down on those. You keep building on those, okay? It's a give and a take, right? When you reach the professional level, you do have to you do have to think about how to make money with something, but you make it first. You don't you don't sit there and think, how do I make money? What do I make to make money? You sit there and think, what do I want to make? What's the dopest shit I can make? I'm gonna make this, and then I'm gonna, then I'm gonna figure out how to market it, how to get people interested in it. And some of it works, and some of it doesn't. Okay, and some of it's not gonna work, right? Don't go for those instant clicks with those established brands, right? I put out I put out a drawing of Luke Skywalker, I get a couple hundred likes. That's deceptive though, because they've given a billion, billion, billion likes to all the other Luke Skywalker drawings. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not saying don't do that, but I'm saying if you want to be paid to do the shit that you love to do, make some original shit. You know what I'm saying? Make some shit that's really you because then you're only competing with yourself and that's what you want to do. You don't want it. You want to eliminate the competition. You know how I eliminated the competition? I became Ghost Shrimp and I did the things that Ghost Shrimp would do and I did the things that other people aren't doing, you know, and then when people want my shit, they only have one place to come and get it and that's for me, you know? So I, I made a niche. I found my niche. I, I didn't find my niche. They say find your niche. Fuck that. Create your niche. That's what you do. Okay, you create your own niche and you own it. And then people come to you for it. You know, and I know when people people come to me that I'm that I have the confidence to do what I'm gonna do because I know that they've seen everything I've done and they want me to work for it. They want they want they want me to do it for them. You know what I'm saying? So so that's it's 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 super simple. Um, did that make sense? I think that made sense. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, how do I get more work that inspires me? Yeah. So man, just that, you know, um, create work that inspires you. 
do it at a high level, conceptually and technically, share it out there in creative ways, um, and do it consistently. You know, a big part of being a professional, making that jump from amateur to professional is being consistent, not putting one out, not getting a big reaction, and then not putting something out for a bit because you're bummed about it. It's like, no, it's like, I'm doing a piece, I'm doing a piece, I'm doing a piece. You know what I'm saying? When I got out of school, I moved back into my parents' house. I was like, I'm going to live here for a year. I'm going to save up my money and I'm going to get out of here. And my dad was like, you got to pay rent. And I was like, dad, if I pay you rent, I'm never going to fucking get out of here. And I was like, I'm not paying you rent. And he's like, pay me rent. And I'm like, dad, respectfully, I'm not going to pay you rent. And, and, and God bless my dad. He didn't make me pay rent. And probably a big reason is because I woke up at 6 a.m. fucking every single day. I set up a desk in their living room fucking every single day. Got up at 6 a.m. and fucking drew at that desk fucking 8 to 10 hours every fucking single day. Whether I had a job or not. You know what I'm saying? And I put out content. And I made my Ghost Shrimp website. And I started to make up the Ghost Scouts and stuff like that. I started to make up funny stories about my friends and shit like that. Okay? Like, it was pre-Ghost Scout. You know what I'm saying? This was just before the birth of the Ghost Scouts. Was I started making up funny stories about my friends and shit. You know? That's how it all began. So, you know, you got to get out there and you got to put that positive pressure on yourself. So that you will not stop. So that you don't give up. So that you don't fall into that plan B trap. You know? You don't give yourself a way out. You know? Like we were talking about last week. In the first question and answer, you jump into the deep end so that you're fucking sinker, so that you fucking drown or you fucking tread water until you figure out the fuck you're doing up in there. You know what I'm saying? Hallelujah, you know? This is the 420 podcast, y'all. I hope everybody's enjoying this shit. I know I am. I'm like, I get high as a kite. I get euphoric just on speaking so much. I think I create like like some kind of fucking crazy... I think my body releases insane chemicals in my brain when I go on these rants because I get high as a motherfucker. Like I was already lit up when I jumped on here. I fucking vaped up and then I went out and, and split wood and I came back in here all fucking pumped up. You know, I like to get a little blood going before I get the pod down, you know, so I'm so I bring the hype, bring the hype levels to it and uh, fucking... And then I start going on it Woo! I get fucking, sometimes I get lightheaded from all this talking. You know, I'm going, I disappear. Like, if you see me, I'm looking around like Stevie Wonder, and I'm fucking in another dimension, you know what I'm saying? And and actually, uh, if you want to see me podcasting it off, I did, uh, this week, I did um, uh, the ninth mini-sode of the Behind the Foreskin um, the, the, the episode nine, epi- mini-sode, uh, let me try this again, behind the foreskin, mini-sode nine, um, when I did that, uh, Will Ferrell dream podcast, um, uh, I recorded that whole thing, like, I vaped up beforehand, I was listening to the, to the dream, um, on camera, and then I fucking could doing some little commentary on it, and then I put the headphones on and record the pod, you see the whole thing, so it's, you know, that pod was like 15 minutes or whatever, so the whole thing is recorded, so you can see exactly how I'm fucking just just fucking going to another dimension on this shit and having fun with it. Um, yeah, that's how we do it. We keep it raw, you know what I'm saying? Like, we just keep it raw. This isn't fucking cut. This is uncut like the foreskin, y'all. Um, all right, we got one more. Uh, and it's from the, we're all over the place here. This is from the fucking, this is from the Instagram, from the IG. Um, 
Let's see. Oh, I had it queued up, I thought. What the fuck? Um, I think it's this guy. Nope. It's, uh, which guy? This guy. All right. From Sam, I am zero three two four. Wolfie must be streaming something downstairs because this shit isn't fucking loading. God damn it. <laughs> this shit is just all this. This thing must be glitching out because this shit is not loading. Um, we'll wait for it to load up here. Um, let's see what else. I wrote some notes down, but I read these questions over earlier and I wrote some notes down. Um, and we'll see if, uh, if we can, all right, here we go. Here we go. I got it up now. Um, then we'll, then we'll just recap the notes and make sure I hit everything. Um, so, uh, this dude has a similar question. Sam, I am 0324. Um, he says, I know cranking. Oh, okay. Let's go back. Let's backtrack a little bit. Uh, he was, he, I was wondering if you can give me a little advice on my work and how to break into the stuff you're doing. Uh, I know cranking out work is a big part of it, but I was just curious, uh, how do you get your work in front of the right people? Stuff like that always flies over my head and I'm left wondering, uh, like an ostrich with his head in his sand, LOL. Um, so yeah, I mean the other part of it. You know, uh, besides the social media and shit, uh, I know I've talked about it before, is, you know, it's easier than ever these days to get in touch with people. You know what I'm saying? You're up on Instagram, start messaging the bands that you listen to about album covers, about posters, about shirts. You know, I used to go to shows to be able to try to talk to people about this shit. You know, then MySpace really started to pop off, so I started to hit up a lot of people through MySpace about this shit. Um, you know, sending them a link to your site, sending them a link to a fresh or, or, or a link, uh, attaching a fresh piece to a message, shooting it off to them. Um, an old fashioned technique is to, you know, send out postcards, uh, to the, all the publications and record labels and skateboard companies and whatever, you know, uh, that you want to work for toy companies, you know, animation studios. I mean, the big studios, you know, I think it's, it's a little hard to crack into that way. Um, you know, I, I think the best way to crack into working in the animation business is to, uh, as a, as a freelancer anyway, from, from the outside, you know, is to make like a dope web comic or just have a real strong voice as an artist. Uh, you know, like all the things we talked about that whole base that you set up that we just recapped. Um, I think that's the way to do it. Uh, just checking out where we're at for time here. Oh, good. We're right on sketch. Um, you know, I, uh, but I've talked a lot about that already. Um, you know, I mean, the studios are just filled with kids from CalArts. Um, and, uh, and, 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 uh, but, you know, and, and, and from having dope web comics, like I saw a lot of people get hired on from having dope web comics, having just a strong voice as a, as a visual artist. I mean, that's how I got on there. Um, based on the strength of my illustrations and you know um, like I said I know that the one of the pages from my from my first comic the octopi in the ocean was pinned up uh, on the on the on the board at flapjack when I got there um, they had pinned up a couple of my pieces and that was one of them so you know just get and work out there man just get out there do the again do the it's simple okay People overcomplicate it. They think I have to go pitch a project I think I have to go apply to this I have to apply to that. 
you know, that is approach. You can, you can do all of the above, you know, you can do, try The first thing is to do is try everything, you know, and see what works because different people have different mojo. They have different luck with shit. They have different timing with shit. They have different karma with shit, different magic levels and shit. So just try everything. Ask everybody how they got there and try that shit. You know, that's what I've always done. Um, and, uh, you know, but, but the, but the, to me, the quickest way to establishing yourself as an artist is sitting there having fun with it. To me, it's smoking weed and fucking burying my face in a drawing on the desk, getting some hype beats going, getting some hype fucking podcasts going, getting some hype audiobooks going and, and, and going to another dimension fucking putting my whole fucking shrugging everything I have into that piece of paper. You know what I'm saying? I disappear and just exist on that paper. Fucking black out, white out, fucking everything is there. Transcending. You know, when you look at me and I'm drawing, I'm just a fucking glowing ball of energy. You know, I started to fade in and out. Um, um, you sit there and you and you you're having the most fun on your drawings. You're pushing. You're challenging yourself. You're making those breakthroughs. You're pushing yourself conceptually. You're going past what you've done before. You're going. You're thinking, how can I come up with ideas that no one else will ever think of? Right. Again, doing all that. That's gonna make you someone's favorite. Okay. You don't have to have every fan in the world, but you know what? If Penn Ward is your fan you're going to get hired on Adventure Time. You know what I'm saying? If Jesse Moynihan is a fan of yours, maybe you get hired on Adventure Time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, obviously, this is in the past tense. But this is how this shit happens. So you become, you know, someone's favorite artist. Maybe they just happen to be the art director of a skateboard company or a record company or whatever, or fucking Raw. You know what I'm saying? The art director from Raw Rolling Papers hits me up and goes, dude, we're huge fans. We want to send you a swag bag, you know, let us know if you ever need anything. We keep you stocked up, you know, and then I'm like, yo, what about some fucking ghost trip trays? And they're like, boom, let's do it. And then we did that shit, you know what I'm saying? And we're going to do more of them. So, you know, it's like they became fans of my work, not because I was doing fucking what everybody else was doing, but because I was doing my shit, you know? So you don't need every job. You don't need the most high profile jobs. You just need to crank out unique high level work that you love that you get behind that you stay engaged with that you want to keep cranking out that that you are excited like i wake up every morning this fucking hype i wake up every morning going damn what am i gonna fucking break through today what am i gonna get done today because i know it's gonna be dope and i'm energized i'm psyched every day can you imagine that I've been doing this for 15 years and I've been hyped every single fucking day. I've never had a job where I was like, this is a bummer. I've had jobs where I was like, oh shit, I'm in over my head and oh shit, this is a fucking challenge and oh shit, I just got fired from Flapjack. I'm financially ruined. I'm scared as fuck. Oh my God, I just got hired on Adventure Time the next day, okay? And oh my God, I'm not gonna ever be able to draw fast enough to, to keep this job on Adventure Time. I'm gonna be fired again in a week, second time in a week, I'm ruined. 
again. Oh no, wait, I'm gonna make a breakthrough. I'm gonna call on everything I've ever been made of, every challenge I've ever fucking faced, and I'm gonna overcome this, and I'm not gonna let myself fail. I'm not gonna fall into the trap of plan B. You know what plan B is saying? You know what? I'm not good enough to get, I'm not good enough to take this job. I'm not gonna be able to do it. That's listening to that voice. You know what I did? I said, fuck you to that voice, and I went, there's no way I'm the person that goes home. When I broke every bone in both my feet, oh, here we go. When I broke every bone in both my feet, you know what I'm saying? Jumping off that cliff, they were like, you might never walk again. And my brain went, Fuck that. That is never, ever going to be my reality. That is not the reality I'm ever going to live in. You know what I'm saying? And I made that decision and I altered. The future is alterable, okay? There's just like your DNA. Some of the shit's written. Some of it depends on your choices, okay? Your choices direct what happens to you. Your decision-making, your mindset Okay, the voices in your mind are going to determine the outcome of your life, not who you know, not what break do you get. Okay, because I've missed a million chances in my life. I've made a ton of bad decisions. You know what I'm saying? But you know what I never did? Give up. I never gave up. I never stopped chasing it. I never stopped hunting down my dream every single day. I wake up, I fucking follow the tracks. Okay, I follow the tracks every single day. There is nothing that's going to keep me from following those tracks. The day I die, I will die on that set of tracks. Okay, you will find me there on the tracks that I've been following for my entire life. My dead corpse. Fucking, and then they will take my skeleton and they will put it up like a dinosaur skeleton and they will put it in the middle of a fucking secret tomb in a cave. And that will be the museum of my life. You know what I'm saying? You come check out my bones. All my artwork will be in there. That's a secret. That's the inner sanctum. You know what I'm saying? Um. Well, I think I think we pretty much hit it. That's an hour in. Woo! I, I might be wrong. This is either going to be the most stoned, like nonsensical, ranting, forgetting tangents podcast that I've ever done. Or is going to be a hype-ass podcast. Because I'm fucking super hype right now. So I hope everybody else is. And it's all it's 4 o'clock. So it's almost 4.20. I was trying to wrap this up and get it up by 4.20. So we might actually do it. <laughs> Alright, so in the interest of getting this shit up right away, we will cut it off there. I was going into the notes, but we hit everything. And I'll even post a picture of the notes. Because they're kind of hype uh, to go along with the pod for y'all. Some more fucking behind the scenes shit you know what i'm saying and i'll be making a new behind the foreskin uh today about the new projects i'm working on so check it out um all right let's jump into these um patreon shout outs of course if you if you're addicted to this podcast if you're looking forward to it every week and it inspires you and it's an important part of your lifestyle think about um, peeling off a dollar or two per episode at the patreon and you can get yourself early access you can get yourself shout outs on the podcast like we're about to do and um, of course you will get uh, access to the behind the foreskin mini sods as they come out in real time which is if you're a fan of my work seriously exclusive you know this is uh i've never done anything as exclusive as this so get up on it um i'm really working on making the patreon um a powerful place for uh, my biggest fans to uh get access to the hypest most inspiring shit 
basically the ultimate fan club. The ultimate Ghost Room fan club is at the Patreon, you know? Ooh, let's wet this palette. All right. Um, oh, and apologies in advance. I know when I do the podcast upstairs, like right now, it's Wolfie's on spring break. Um, he's been, uh, he, the last podcast too, the fam was home. So I'm upstairs and the acoustics in here get way more blown out. So I'll, I'll, I'll be careful to turn down the vocals a little bit, but if you, if it sounds peaked out a little bit and uh, especially the shout outs last week were so fucking loud, it's because up here, it's like impossible. Like my voice is so loud in this little, but we, our bedroom is like 11 by 11 the little upstairs bedroom tower um that uh it uh it just it 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 blows out the mic up in here so apologies uh i should probably turn the gain down when i record up here but you know we keep it raw you know it's really i try to present i try to create the best presentation for this podcast as possible but it's always about the content it's always about the raw inspiration it's always about the levels of hype you know what i'm saying so i'm always going to err on that and eventually we'll get everything right you know it, it always is cool to hear people talk about this is three years into my podcast this is five years into my podcast because we're only 34 episodes we're not even one year into this podcast and uh based on the feedback from people, it's already very powerful. So I'm psyched about that. All right. So, uh, of course, big shout out to all the $1 contributors. Um, every dollar seriously counts. Um, we're really getting up there. We're up to 47 patrons. So, um, we're, we're shooting for 100 patrons, 200 patrons and beyond. Uh, and the more patrons we get, the more cool, um, stuff I'll be able to do, um, on the Patreon and just in my own work in general, it's just another way to, uh, uh, enhance my ability to make creative choices on what I want to work on. You know what I'm saying? Because, of course, I do this to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, big shout out to all the $1 members, all the $1 contributors. Um, and uh, and then uh, we got the $2 level gets you a shout out. But first, uh, we always start the list with the people who choose to go above and beyond. And uh, top of that list is still Sarah Ball coming in at $5 per episode, um, which is just so incredible. Big shout outs to the homegirl from the 12 week online group workshop. Uh, much respect. Um, another $5 per podcast contributor. Yo, Von Santiago, major shout outs to you. Uh, couldn't be more thankful for that. Get yourself a big bowl of beef stew for your beefy face, you know? Uh, beef it up, beef it out, beef it all up and down. Beef it downtown, beef it out of town, you know? Uh, big shout out to the homie. Raphael Tanghole coming in at $3 per episode. You know what I'm saying? One of my homies from college. Uh, love you, my brother. Uh, big shout out to Zeta coming in at $3 per podcast. Love it. Um, again, big shout out to Erica Malhus. I'm probably butchering your name, uh, but shout outs to Erica, um, the newest uh, $2 member of the of the Patreon and uh, the person that I'm making the beer label for, which is very fun. Uh, big shout out to Dewan Gordon. Get yourself some beef stew. Uh, big shout out to Curse gift 
Get yourself a bowl of beef stew. These are the beef stew. These are. Get yourself a bowl of beef stew. These are the beef stew. Shout outs from me to you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, will, will, will someone get some beef stew? Uh, videos going. Will someone get some beef stew animations going? Will someone make a little animation of us talking about some beef stew, chilling in a beef stew hot tub? I want to see it. You know, uh, we will give out some prizes for people who are who are doing high level fucking appreciation uh, fan stuff for this podcast, whatever you would call that. Uh, big shout out to Chris Win. Big shout out to Spook Novel. It's always fun to try to figure out how to break down these new names to do the shout outs. Big Beef Stew shout out to Khalil Fry. Oh, another alumni of the 12-week online group workshop currently getting inspired in the alumni online group, Chris Murray. Uh, Big shout-out to Ryan Sims. Big chunks of beef stew going out to Alec Wright. Big shout out going to the homie Uncle Terry. Just did his album cover a couple jobs ago. Too bad we weren't doing the behind the foreskins on that. Damn, man. Why didn't I start doing the behind the foreskins in the beginning of my career? <coughs> There's levels to this, you know? There's levels to this. Sometimes you just, you know, got to build up in a certain way. <coughs> oh my God, I just swallowed water the wrong way. <laughs> I'm going to die. <coughs> I'm going to die on the podcast. <coughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I swallowed the I swallowed the water down the wrong pipe. Almost just drowned. That's the government. That's the reptile alien. Shadow Earth. Shadow Earth reptile government trying to poison me by choking on my own water. <coughs> they made my water. They made it into a... They hit it with a, some waves and they made it solid in my throat for a minute. Watch out. All right. Big shout out to Alejandro Fuentes, another alumni of the 12 week online group workshop. So many homies supporting the pod. Big shout out to Steve Winfield Meyer. Getting the most of that shout out with three names. I love the three name people. Big shout out to another workshop alumnist. Is that a word? Alumnist? Johnny Glines. Oh, big shout out to power name Michael Broncado. Love that name. Big shout out to Wastezoid. All caps. All caps on that. Uh, Big shout out to podcast alumni Anthony Scott. Doing your... That sounded funny. Doing your favorite stop motion animations and mine. Uh, big shout out to Ghost Scout Computer Person, aka Lermy. Uh, big shout out to Shambe Wright. Getting your question answered on this podcast, hopefully. 
What did I even say? I don't remember. Uh, big shout out to Otto Heaney Illustration. Uh, big shout out to Michael Garcia. Oh shit, we're like racing the clock here. It's 417. Will we make it? Will we make it? No, we won't, but that's okay. We're, we'll get it up. It's, it's, it'll be, it'll be right after you smoke this shit will come out. Right when everybody's super lit is going to drop, right? That's perfect timing. Uh, big shout out to... Daniel Foothead, straight out of New Zealand, coming in to be a resident. Go Scout Sports Magic. He's going to be a scout in resident this year. Big shout out to another 12-week online group alumnist, Alexi Giroux. Dropping the hotness in the alumni group, too, for real. Everybody is people that when you when you come out when you when you're done with the 12 week online group workshop, you get plugged into the online workshop alumni group because we're all about creating these real tangible creative communities that will benefit your life and your future and your career. You know what I'm saying? And everybody's in there just dropping hot pieces and getting feedback and inspiring each other. You know what I'm saying? The only place the more hotness gets dropped than that by everybody is in the outhouse during Ghost Scout training camp. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big shout out to oh another alumni of the podcast, Jesse Moynihan, one of my favorite artists. Uh, big shout out to uh oh the reigning defending Go Scout training camp camp champion John Mansfield, aka Beard Lips. You know what I'm saying? If you want to. Get the trophy from John Mansfield this summer. You got to apply to Go Scout Training Camp right now at GoShrimpGlobal.com. You could win camp. You could take home the trophy. Then if you sponsored the podcast, you would receive that shout-out next year. Think about that. You could receive that shout-out for an entire year. That's very prestigious. Uh, big shout-out to Oh. Big time Hollywood big shot, Mark Osborne, director of Kung Fu Panda and the Little Prince, star studded. This is like a walk of fame shout out roster. You know what I'm saying? Uh, big shout out to Bark the Dog, B-A-R-C, currently lost in New York. Can you help, can you help Alexander Lansing find Bark? Go to Bark what is it? Bark.com? BarkTheDog.com? Go find Bark. Bark is missing. And the website. I don't even know it. You got to track it down. I know it. I just don't know it. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Uh, big shout out to Arguably Art. Oh, shout out to 420. It's 420 right now. Spark them up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to smoke right now. I'm going to get the vape going right now, too. See? There's the sound. That's the sound of the vape, working on the vape podcast. All right, we're almost done. Big shout out to Try Man Hunt out in Denmark. You know what I'm saying? The originator of the fucking beef stew enema, uh, allegedly. Uh, and last but not least, the first ever $2 contributor, Jesse Kukuka so big 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 shout outs to everybody who contributes to the podcast 
Oh my God, we blew those out. I got to stop doing the podcast up in this room. Um, I will start doing them up in the cabins again, probably. Oh, well, I can't. Yeah, that's, yeah, well, anyway, I won't bore you with the details. Some of them definitely will be from the cabins. Um, uh, but yeah, I hope everybody's really enjoyed, uh, this episode of the podcast. I hope it makes sense. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, if you have questions, send them to me at the website or on the Patreon or at Instagram or whatever. I started using Twitter again a little bit. Um, hit me up with some questions and I'll work them into future question and answer episodes of the podcast. Um, and, uh, you know, always use this goal. I mean, use this podcast to set your goals, you know, use this thing to mark time, um, set some goals for this week, set some goals for tomorrow, for the next day, little things, um, you know what I'm saying that you can get some momentum going in your life. Just like the things we talked about on this very podcast, this should give you a lot of ideas. If you've been, if you've had some of those questions, um, getting out there and getting noticed, um, And uh, I'm sure I'll talk about this topic again. You know, always when I get off the podcast, I'm like, oh my God, I said a bunch of the same things I always say. And then I think of a bunch of different things I could have said. So eventually, if you keep listening, there will be new stuff. There is always new stuff. My brain is always working. Um, And uh, we will fucking keep answering the questions. You know what I'm saying? And... uh, and you will be satisfied, you know what I'm saying? And we will quench your thirst. Um, and uh, as you're out there, you know what I'm saying, honing your goals, trying to live your dreams, just remember out there that you have more in common uh, than you have in conflict with everybody on this planet. So don't get sucked into the fucking, to all the, all the segregation, all the prejudice, all the fucking separation, all the politics. That's all bullshit. That's the conspiracy that the fucking NASA elite shape-shifting reptilian world government wants you to get caught up in so that you will be a distracted consumer. You know what I'm saying? And and you'll propagate more of that shit. Truly that you have nothing to do with that. That has nothing to do with you. You know what I'm saying? You know what you have to do with? You're a creative animal in an infinite universe, just like all the other motherfuckers on this planet who just want to be happy and spend time with friends and and have uh, equality of opportunity for themselves and their children and their loved ones. You know what I'm saying? That's the real shit. That's the realness. You know? Again, it's so simple that most people miss it. And, and, and all throughout human- humanity, people get caught up in all all this other bullshit. You know what? We don't have to. The world is created every single day when people wake up in the morning. It, there aren't rules predetermined, okay? Those were all just ideas that people came up with and slowly stacked one another onto each other and became human reality. It can shift. It's always shifting. It's always evolving. You can change it. You can harness it in your own reality on a micro scale and you can go out there and share it with other people, what you're doing, your vision of it, just like I'm doing on this podcast right now with you and shit can shift. There can be paradigm shifts. Okay. Shit. Think about how shit was back in the day, fucking the middle ages. Things are always fucking changing. Things are always fucking shifting, okay? Things are different now more than ever. We are living in the future, and things are changing. So keep pushing it forward 
in a way that makes sense. Don't fucking fall into the mainstream reality. Don't fucking fall into the trap of plan B. There is no plan B, okay? Plan B is fucking getting mind controlled. You know what I'm saying? Don't get your mind controlled by the reptilians. And with that, we're going to cap it off. And I'm going to send you out on the mission for this week to conquer your destiny and inspire other people to do the same goddamn thing. All right? Peace.